Hey associates, all right, this episode is a recording from lecture Friday, April 8th. Um, in it, you're gonna hear a lot of long pauses as right, the class was actually thinking of their examples and we're kind of talking through it. Um, so for this, I would you know recommend um, that you pull up the Google Slides to follow along for the Friday one so you can see like the, the interview questions. I do say them out loud, but just in case. Um, and then take that time, right? While you hear these pauses, like really be writing down and actually um, thinking through what you would answer um, because really the almost the whole episode is just filled with here are common interview questions uh, let's start thinking of our stories our details what we would respond if somebody asked us this tomorrow all right let's go back in time all right hi tgif it's friday i'm feeling good i'm feeling excited for just the week to be over but April is a nice time. We continue kind of winding down, obviously, the heavy content of the semester. Today, I wanted to focus on interview, kind of some thoughts, experiences I have had being, especially on the interviewer side of the house. Um, and then we're just gonna go through some common questions. I pulled some from a PR kind of focused um, content. Uh, and then if you, have any interview questions you kind of thought prepped things you've been asked and we will go through and just kind of practice answering them or at least coming up with what your answer might be so that way it's not the first time you've ever thought about that type of question when you go into an interview scenario um, and then looking just ahead to next week uh, next week will be your final quiz um, and it'll be over kind of like the ethics of the business leadership um, that will also be, I think you'll be turning in your final like industry summary, um, though if you have missed more than two this semester, I will accept late one. So go back, make sure you get your 10 of 12 industry summaries in there. Uh, I left a comment on your last ones trying to let you know like where you're at. Um, and then after that, we'll just kind of focus on wrapping up our portfolios and workshopping your final presentations and then boom, it's finals week and the semester is over. Love it, I'm excited for it. All right, so today, interview prep. So a few um, things to just kind of start with. Uh, interviews. Certainly the pandemic, we realized, oh, one, we can have a lot more remote job opportunities, especially in marketing, communication-y type roles. I think we're seeing that kind of persist into the future, at least the jobs and, and things I've been looking at, lots of remote opportunities. Also, and this has always been the case, but now we realize it especially can work, you know, hiring from outside of the local area. Um, so definitely don't be sort of discouraged by like, oh, but if they see my address is, you know, not in that city, they aren't gonna consider me, definitely not true. Um, they will just probably do a virtual interview with you and then maybe fly you in. Maybe you'll have all your interviews virtual. That's just kind of the trend that I, I at least saw um, during the pandemic. And yeah, the people we've interviewed, almost all of the people that got the jobs ended up actually not being local residents and moved to Greeley, Fort Collins, Northern Colorado area for the jobs we hired. So. Uh, that's definitely one thing, just kind of expect, get used to 
maybe practice um, conveying and expressing yourself on video and sort of having that opportunity. So a few things with, again, the best interviews, being on that search committee side that I've experienced for perspective, take what you like and what resonates with you, obviously adjust for your own industries, experiences, aspirations. First, they matched our just like attire and our vibe. So I'd say it is not a hard set like rule that you just have to go like full, like I'm business formal, like as dressed up as you can get. Maybe the company that makes sense, but also probably not. Um, and so just make sure that you really take the time in kind of your pre-research to figure out like what is the vibe of that company. So I would, you know, go creep on their social media. Do they have a LinkedIn account where they're posting maybe photos of their actual employees like at, I don't know, conferences or meetings or like see if you can find some of those visuals. Take a look if they have other social media presence. Look at their website and really take note of like what are the people that they are saying in this photo, this represents us, like what are they wearing? And then pick like one step up from that. So if you are on, I don't know, you're looking at a startup, we'll say, and you're looking through their website and you see, you know, a photo of like their CEO in maybe just slacks and a polo. You can imagine the CEO probably is gonna be the most formal of everybody setting the tone for the culture. Then you might think, okay, probably don't go full business suit if even the CEO doesn't wear them in any of the company photos that maybe do slacks in just like a blazer, but not like full suit and tie, right? So one step up. Um, this especially we saw when we were hiring for our like operation specialist, which is kind of like our office manager, entry level, the person we hired has just a bachelor's degree, just graduated. Um, but one of the candidates that came in did like full like business formal and while that's certainly not the reason this person didn't get the job, it was that plus the way they answered the questions and their experiences, blah, blah, blah. But everybody on the committee, there's five of us, and all of them were like, what was up with that outfit? Like, did they not know that they're like applying for an entry-level office job on a college campus? Like, like, this is not what we wear. And so it is something that will go noticed. Do your best to kind of research and feel out like, what job are you actually applying for? What is this company that you're gonna be working for? Try to fit in with their culture so they can imagine you, right, being on the team and interacting with you every day and kind of doing that. So, yeah, just don't assume you have to go like full, super fancy formal. Just go maybe a step up from whatever their vibe is. Cool. Um, also, the things that I, I appreciated in some of the best interviews I've sat in on just being very specific with their answers. Right? So if we ask a question you know, about what is a, I don't know, project they were proud of or how do they organize and stay on track for projects? And the answer is just like, oh, I just, I don't know, prioritize my tasks. Like, okay, that's good, good start. We do want you to be able to prioritize, but like, what does that mean? What does prioritizing tasks look like for you? Um, and so the people that definitely stood out to the committees I've served on were just more specific. Here's an exact story of this really intense project that had, you know, four different like working pieces and timelines, and I put them all into my Outlook calendar, color-coded them, like whatever your process is, 
just be honest, like, and tell us what your process is. Because I know you all have specific processes and tasks and stories, share them. This is not the time to sell yourself short with being vague. Just like tell us exactly, you know, what you're doing and what you're up to. Um, and those are, yeah, just always the ones that stood out more in my mind. Um, having kind of a good visual to like anchor into. Like I can imagine like she's sitting down and writing your to-do list and then translating that to your calendar. So try to be very specific and that's what we're really gonna practice um, today is like digging deep, like how can I be concrete? And then the last thing um, with all the people that really stood out and ultimately ended up getting these various positions were creating more of what it considered like a conversation in it. So yes, naturally, the interview it is, we have 12 questions to ask you in the next you know, 45 minutes. Yes, we, we ask, they respond, but the people that it's like, ooh, that was less of like a good experience, we're just very much like, we ask you a question, here's an answer, and then just like waiting for the next question to drop. Um, and the people that really stood out is like, oh, I could imagine, you know, working with this person, answer the question, and maybe even throw in a little like asking for clarification, asking what we thought, like feeling more invested in learning about the position, learning about the company. Because um, remember, yes, maybe your first job, you have obviously less power and ability, but as you get you know, past your very first job into like your second, your third move in your career, you want to be finding jobs and companies that also make sense for you. So you want to use the interview to kind of get to know them a little bit more as well. Just as we're trying to see if you're a good fit, you should see if we're a good fit, because otherwise you're going to be like very unsatisfied and unhappy in the job. You're probably going to turn over quicker, and then that sucks for us as employers as well, because then we have to go through the whole process of hiring and training all over again. It's very expensive, and it's not great. So definitely be thinking about in your interviews, answer their questions, and if there's a place where you're like, I just, I need a little more clarification, or there's, you know, that natural, like, way you can play off the people you're talking to, at least I've always appreciated that and remembered those candidates more. And then when I go and debrief with the rest of the team, it's like, oh, yeah, your name comes to top of mind because you made a bigger impression because it felt like you were also trying to get to know me and us as well. So those are three things at least I have noticed. Um, other things about interviews that are, I feel like, I don't know, nobody ever told me this in college anyway until I was out there doing it. Uh, probably you'll be interviewing with a group of people. I think we often imagine, and sometimes in media, it's like one-on-one -on -one in like a room, and you're like, ah, this is scary. Uh, I think in reality, it's much more common to have at least like two or three people that are interviewing you and that you're talking to. Um, a lot of that comes from right our work in having more equitable hiring practices, trying to reduce things like bias. And of course, if you only have one person judging your answers, your opinions, then it opens up the door, right, for, for whatever implicit bias they might have. So having more people on the committee, definitely more common if you ever apply for a job and it's like nobody else seems to be involved in the hiring practice, then maybe that's a, a flag for you to be like, what is this, what is this company? What, what, what are they about? Um, and so yeah, you might expect to go into the room with multiple eyes 
taking notes, looking at you, asking you questions. Um, yeah. So think about you know any other kind of interviewee type questions that you might have, um, and at the end we can definitely have more of a, just a conversation about what you're curious on. But again, the core and what we're really what I want you to really like focus in on as we work through some of these common questions is how you can be specific. It's being specific on your resume, like we talked about Wednesday. You know, don't sell yourself short. Talk, tell me what you did in that job in that project. Cover letters, be specific, tell me the story, tell me exactly how you're going to add value to my team. And then in the interview, tell me exactly. Uh, humans, people, we are brains because of just how our kind of social groups formed, you know, ages and ages ago. We like stories. We remember stories about people much better than just facts and details. And so if you can kind of craft that story, probably you will be remembered to be specific. All right, so we're just gonna warm up with a, a question. This is kind of an activity that before you go into the interview, I actually would recommend you, you practice and do. So practice basically asking yourself what you would consider maybe mundane questions, but force yourself to be real and specific and dig deep and be like, interrogate the question. So one that you might ask, you may warm up with is, okay, you know, ask yourself, what, what is your favorite color? But do not let yourself just say, eh, blue, eh, green. No, that's not specific. Answering blue is kind of the equivalent of saying, oh yeah, I'm a hard worker. Oh yeah, I'm organized. Like what does that actually mean in functionality for you? So take a minute, really think, what actually is your favorite color? How can you be more specific in that answer? And to just kind of warm up with how you might uh, be specific in a real interview question. Um, and I love just kind of doing this with myself generally. Um, again, to kind of get in that very reflective storytelling mindset. And so sometimes I'll just ask myself like mundane questions. Okay, why did I pick out this outfit today? Dig deep, be specific. You know, what is my favorite food? Dig in, be specific, start reflecting on yourself. Thinking you that for a minute here. Let's play another song. Oh, and maybe as you're thinking, you know, is it a light blue, dark blue? Is there a reason why that's your favorite? What resonates with you? It's all about reflecting and practicing answering with more detail than a vague one, one word kind of situation. Nice, we got one in, love that. I'll answer mine too. Nice, okay. 
dig it deeper like that as well. We'll go over them. All right, what do we got? Doop, doop, doop. I'd be jealous too. All right, so, and this practice activity is really just getting you to reflect and think in terms of like specifics, stories, how can you stand out in someone's mind and not basically just be, you know, like a basic answer. Ooh, sky blue. All right, now I can actually envision. Okay, I know what sky blue looks like. I could remember that in my mind. Calming, nice, refreshing, especially I think, you know, in interviews. I mean, they would never ask you probably just what's your favorite color, but thinking about how can my answer also portray some of my values. So when you think about the details and the stories, kind of helping them understand your values. So this is a great example, okay. Refreshing, you know, the clear sky, good visuals. I can like understand that, relate to that. Good, keep kind of digging into that sense of like reflection. Pink, nice, lots of shades, represent the, the dynamics of your personality. I like that, very cool. Bright, warmer tones when you're feeling energetic. Ah, and it, I like this because your reflection here is kind of showing that you acknowledge there's a range of how you might feel, how things change, how things adapt, which certainly could be useful in any job. Cool, pink, that is a good color. Let's see. Oh, this is mine. I, I just really like just white. It's bright. So much you can do on just a nice white page. My house is literally, every wall is white. And it just makes it feel crisp and calm. And then I can set, right, different kind of moods. Again, for me, minimalism is kind of my, my jam to help everything else stand out. So that's how I would answer it if somebody asked me in an interview. Ooh, Masters Green like golf masters, right? Yeah. Nice. Cool. See, I, I now have something I can like understand and remember and connect with you about. So, um, very cool. Makes a statement. Yes. But it doesn't overwhelm. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've like connected it now into a little story that we could have some banter about in an interview. Like these are all great. These are exactly the way you want to try to really reflect and be more specific that opens up now an opportunity for the interviewers to remember you by. I love that. Okay, very good. Um, okay, so this is just LinkedIn Canvas. You can like get to the real article, but I pulled, um, I think, three of what uh, Indeed kind of recommended PR people, like PR hiring managers sort of ask of various PR marketing folks. So let's just see what they think the common answers are. These ones I wanted you to answer directly in the Slido instead. I do want you to write down kind of your answer on your own notes, but you can get more into a personal reflection and then share out if you want to. So, I mean, and no matter what job you go into, you'll probably be asked this question. It's like so common, so instead of, you know, interest in marketing PR will be, what sparked your interest in? Sports management, what sparked your interest in social media? What sparked your interest in 
insert whatever job you're applying for. So yeah, take kind of a minute, um, a moment, write down like what actually, like why are you here? Why are you in a journalism program? Why are you in a PR class? Besides like you had to, I guess, but, um, and, and also don't let yourself just say, oh, well I had to do it. Like eh, reflect and find a reason besides having to do it, maybe why you chose to do it. Um, and then we'll see what Indeed recommends as an answer. All right, how do we feel? You ready? Um, all right. So, what sparked your interest in marketing and PR? I'll go first when asked this question. Oh, I think I would, I would basically say something along the lines of, I have always been a talker. Ever since I was a kid, I was the one just constantly talking in class, talking to people, dinner table, talking the whole entire time, telling my parents every single detail of my day and what is happening. Um, and so I've always just had that kind of skill and interest and ability. Then when I got to college and found the communication journalism programs, realized that I could turn sort of talking and telling stories and telling people about stuff into a real career. And so what really kind of sparked that interest with marketing and public relations is the, the idea and the realization that I could talk to people about brands and companies and messages and events that I'm interested in and that I could kind of share that knowledge, um, whether it's one-on-one -on -one with a client and getting to like literally talk to people that way or through social media campaigns, getting to talk to a mass audience and kind of share that insight. So I think that's what I would kind of say. Anybody would like to share what you would say? No pressure. But sometimes, you know, it's take advantage of every opportunity. 
express herself? Yes, absolutely. I, I like that um, you explained kind of why you pivoted. I think that could definitely be impactful, get people to be like, oh, and they might ask you to expand. Oh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, that difference in marketing the business core compared to this. Good opportunity to create more conversation so they can like engage further. Love that about it. And yeah, I mean, anytime we can layer in, we like telling stories and helping people understand stuff tends to be a good answer for our industry. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Anybody else want to give theirs a shot? Yeah. Definitely. So some things that you can like, you know, reflect more on, kind of dig deeper into. I liked your kind of nugget about yearbook, and I think you could emphasize more of like what you liked about yearbook that then led to you pursuing a media studies minor. And in, in the interview, I mean, yes, they will have seen your degree on your resume, but honestly, you don't even have to like emphasize it's just a minor. Just say, you know, because X, Y, Z in yearbook. In college, I wanted to continue knowing how to use like the media, tell stories, capture moments. So I took media classes. Um, and then you can de-emphasize history if you don't feel like you can make it connect or resonate with them as closely. Um, so again, like you took media classes. You don't need to draw more attention to like, well, I had to pick something as a minor. Don't say that, don't say that. Focus on, on the reasons why you chose it. Um, and yeah, then I think you can have a really, start building up a really good response there. Thank you for sharing. Nice. Nice. I like that one because you are directly layering a lot of like almost like jargon and things that probably would directly connect to a position description, right? Kind of showcasing that you understand your role would be part of developing a brand and how important good branding is. Um, and so that is another really, really great strategy that you can kind of work into all of your responses or, you know, there's responses where it's appropriate to do like I do understand what this job is going to be I do have some of that language and detail to kind of show you that I don't need to be completely trained you know from scratch so nice yes these are great to like good start good things to continue just like workshopping having your brain especially as you start you know actually like oh, the interviews in two days right we really want to practice answering these for ourselves so here's what they kind of recommended, again, this is from Indeed, 
you know, you can always find the bazillion interview help sites. So you take what feels good to you. Um, but like we've been saying, personal insight, right? So whether it's I chose PR over marketing because of this experience. I love storytelling because of when I took yearbook. I really realized I love figuring out how to do branding, right? A personal insight tells me some more about you, your specific experience that is different than just randomly, oh, I have a degree in this, so I guess I'll do this job. Uh, career excuse me, career motivations. Again, as a company, we are looking for people that are gonna, you know, maybe hang around, someone we could like progress up through our company um, and not immediately, you know, turn around and try to find a new job. And then something about the specialization. So that's their kind of example. Talked about, yeah, their degree, what they were drawn to. For me, I think, it, I feel like it's a little vague, but, you know, maybe I hold people to more expectations. I don't know. Um, but kind of getting it, okay, we like a public opinion instead of just kind of sharing facts. So kind of like you were getting to with, like, marketing did this. I realized I resonated more with that side. Um, so I think you're mirroring what even they recommend really well there. All right, let's do another one. Uh, another big one, uh, and, and you know, we've talked about this like multiple times in class, so I hope that you will all be able to answer this question. Uh, the differences between advertising and public relations. Right? And because right, all of our roles are so similar and kind of overlapping in the family, it definitely could be important for them to check that you understand right, which side of the house you are ending up in. Um, and that you generally understand what you're kind of getting yourself into. What are some of the key differences between advertising and PR?
Yes, that is definitely a great. Oh, what am I? Oh, I've earned 150 peak points. Yay. Anyway, uh, yes, definitely, right? Advertising. We're, we're explicitly trying to sell a product, sell an idea, PR, we're much more representing the brand. I think that is a really great way to express that. And I think that ties into the answer you previously gave. So I can already see kind of like a consistent through line in the way you're thinking about it. What are some other differences between advising PR that you might put in your response? Or other ways you'd say it? Yeah. Um, so I wrote the biggest difference between PR and advertising is that advertising is the time you sell something and marketing is the time you communicate or you publish things. They both kind of play into each other. Yeah. So um, I guess one good example would be like if there's a prep for something. If it's like an advertising thing, you're pushing out content to like sell the product. Right. And if the rep really isn't there to sell the people, Yes, love that, definitely. I like that you went on to expand with, for example, right, again, really tying in, you're going to show them that you understand what your role would be, right, if you were applying for the rep position compared to the sales position. Um, and so I really appreciate and love that aspect of the answer, definitely. And I also like that you acknowledge that they are connected, right? We do need to work and be BFFs, right? Our first cousins with uh, marketing, be very, very, very close to the social media team because we all contribute to the brand. Love that so much. Okay, here's what they kind of uh, recommended or an example they had. I mean, touching on definitely the things uh, that you're talking about. Again, the key difference Targeted advertising, they're paying for it. PR, we love our earned media, right? We want that free, free coverage. Um, and so other things, again, depending if you're applying for a straight like PR role, probably you would want to at least mention that you understand. Yes, I would have to write press releases. Marketing is gonna do more creative briefs, right? I know I'm gonna have to send a lot of pitches and really craft this story so they understand it. So anytime, Right, you're asked, what are the differences between very similar job position A, similar job position B? Just make sure you've kind of thought through and understand, you know, what those key um, job functions, some of those key terms, um, maybe software responsibilities are. So that way you can, again, just show them you already know what it's all about. They aren't going to have to invest tons and tons of support, like helping you get to where they expect you to be. Love it. Yes. All right, so those were kind of the two super, super common ones. I just want to know, like, what are interview, what interview questions did you come up with? And what are some interview questions you thought of? And if you can't think of any, I thought of a bunch that I actually asked uh, my social media intern when they were doing their interview. But I'll give you a, a chance to maybe write some of your own questions and we can talk through them. And as you see them come up on the screen, then think, what would you answer? Oh, yeah, such a, such a common, just a real, real 
Big one. Okay. What are your greatest strengths and weaknesses? And definitely, yeah, do you have any questions for us? What's a weakness? Yes. So let's pause. What is a weakness that you have? Definitely one of those good reflection questions you just know about yourself. Um, let's see. What would I answer that? And of course, so, so you may have heard advice. I don't think this is particularly great advice, but you got to do you. Oh, yeah, couch your weakness as low-key a strength. No. <laughs> Just be honest. I think it's better to, here's my weakness, and here's how I'm trying to deal with it. Here's how I'm trying to get better. So I would say one of my weaknesses is that... I tend to expect a much faster pace kind of for projects and for things. And I do lack kind of a sense of realistic timelines, how long it can take to really collaborate on some of these things. Uh, that's been something I have found as a weakness and struggled with ever since I, you know, first did my group projects, right, as an undergraduate student. And ever, you know, since then, and especially since starting, you know, in my last position where I had to collaborate across different campus partners, organizations, uh, I first make sure that I set the timelines to be longer and, and I'm really working through, like, it's okay that it's a more, frankly, realistic. It can be done at the end of the month. It doesn't have to be done by the end of the week. Um, and just really trying to balance what is a truly feasible timeline in terms of the hard deadline um, and I'm just really working on acknowledging and trusting that other people, and myself included, need better balance between staying late to get projects done versus saying it's okay that it's due next week. I think I would answer something like that. I need to think about it a little bit more. But on the spot, I think that's what I would say. Anybody have an on-the-spot weakness that you're thinking through? Oh, tell me more about that. Okay, yeah, definitely. So in your real kind of interview answer, as you kind of unpack that further, I think it's a very honest answer which I always will appreciate more. Um, and you can kind of catch it in. Okay, yeah, as I was finishing up my degree, I came across a lot of procrastination and getting work that was still you know, good enough. I, I was proud of my grades, but I knew if I had started earlier, I could have edited, edited it more and put some more intention into it. And moving forward, I started setting micro deadlines for myself or, you know, insert whatever legit strategy you might use to avoid procrastination um, could really shape up to be a very authentic answer. Nice. That's a big one. Ooh, what do we got? Okay. Ooh, how do you handle stress? Yeah, especially, I think you'll see a lot in our field, you know, they put something about, you need to be able to work in a very fast-paced environment with a lot of deadlines and like stuff going on. Very common for our position descriptions. So you definitely could encounter something about handling stress. How do I handle stress? <sighs> well, 
while I don't encounter too much stress often, mainly because I do try to set feasible timelines, I do make it a priority to make progress on all of my tasks every single day. I have learned and really started to understand kind of when my body is too stressed and I get creative blocks and my workflow really does kind of stall out. Uh, and so I value and would, would want to work for your company, you know, if you respect wellness days and expect your employees to use their vacation days to make sure that we can then come back the next day stronger than ever. And so what I've done in my past job is when I start feeling that kind of anxiety, stress building up, the timeline accounts for it and I'm able to, I will take, you know, a half day to just recharge and I have always found that the next morning I come back more productive, producing better, more high quality work every time. Now, I feel comfortable answering that way because I'm in a position where I would not work for a company that's like, no, we don't want you to take your vacation days. Like, eh, then I don't want to work for you. Now, how I would answer that question maybe before for my first job where it's like, I do actually need this job even though you're not a perfect fit. You know, you might soften it a little bit, but that's literally how I would answer it if I had an interview tomorrow. Any other stress management ideas? Yeah. elements in that that you will be able to translate pretty effectively to like an office environment um, and you could you know kind of even couch or be able to follow it up and do you have questions for us you can ask oh you know do you allow your or you know do you buy standing desks for your employees sometimes even just being able to transition from sitting to standing kind of has that same vibe of like let me like do another small task for a minute like rearrange myself and then get like refocused um, you know, you could definitely still have like a little Zen garden thing in your office, like yeah, probably be big really, enough. I don't know how much of it is like cutting itself. Yeah. It's just like walking away for like five minutes. Yes. Doing something else to like kind of distract myself. Probably. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Something to take like a break away from my Exactly. Yes. Oh, you'll definitely be able to translate that. And I think that's a good answer. That shows a really good sense of kind of self-awareness. When I feel myself getting too stressed, I know. Taking a break, let me just walk around the building real quick, always helps me be more focused when I get back. You identify a problem, and then you identify how you solve the problem, which really, at least I think, employers, right, they want problem solvers at the end of the day. Every position description is like, we want you to think critically and solve your problems. That's a concrete story and example. I identified a problem, 
I figured out a way that I know how I can solve it every time. Love that. Yes. Is it bad? Uh, I'd say short answer, no. Partly because our culture, right, we're shifting much more to like self-care. Your work shouldn't be your whole life. Now, you'll have to feel out who you're about to work for, right? Some companies are definitely still kind of like, Ooh, maybe we're not in that culture yet. Um, but I think it's kind of how you answer it as well. So instead of just like, well, as soon as it's time to clock out, then I'm just gonna dip and like, you know, screw you. Like, obviously, you know, we want to catch a little bit more of, you know, when I've accomplished all of those key tasks for the day, I know that my projects are, you know, in that really good place and it is time for me to head home. I make sure to prioritize that so I can protect my creativity and my self-care and I can come back with better energy the next day. Right? So it's like, we have some tact in our answers. We don't want to like bullshit them you're talking to people they'll like recognize it but yeah you want to be honest i don't want to answer emails all night when i get home you need to share that in a nice way when it's not urgent and i know all the crucial things are done i like to make sure to go home and unplug spend time with the people that inspire my creativity yeah cool what time is it oh man I love it. Okay, so basically takeaway one, there are some other kind of questions in the slides. So you can always go back through and, and I just encourage you to practice answering more and more of these questions, kind of setting yourself up and just take that time to like reflect. Think about, again, specifically, right? How do you go through learning new steps? Hopefully you have many stories from school and class to help you with that answer. You know, what are the specific ways you stay organize, prioritize, and these are real questions we've asked people that we have hired. You know, how do you stay on top of trends, innovation? So you can take a look back at the slides, um, but just as you're out and about and reflecting, test yourself. You know, every once in a while, just ask yourself a question. Like, often, when I'm just kind of, I don't know, chilling or like brushing my teeth or whatever, I just like ask myself like interview questions and like force myself to really answer them just so I, always feel kind of ready to go. But definitely, when you get that exciting, we're gonna schedule your interview for sure those days leading up to it. You do wanna kind of go through that exercise of just how would you answer? You don't necessarily want it to be rehearsed, because again, people will see through that, but make sure that you have some stories ready in your back pocket, right, in your kind of mental bank that you'll be able to draw on so you can represent yourself the way that you want to. Oh, this was fun. Thank you for indulging me today. I had a good time. I hope you did as well. Said next week will be kind of again pretty normal, but we're going to talk about ethics and leadership and PR. Um, and then we'll just turn our attention to wrapping up the semester. Let me know if you have questions. As always, love to see you in my office hours to help you. And have a good weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>